I think a really big misconception is that happiness should be the primary KPI, the K performing indicator, right? If you are happy, then you are following your heart. And if you're not happy, then you aren't following your heart very well or at all. And I think the case is that there are much larger things that we should be really holding ourselves up to, to see if we are following our heart. Um, some of those things would include alignment or, you know, what's going on the inside? Is that what's happening on the outside to you? This is the Second Breaks Podcast. Hello, my friend. This is episode 13 of the Second Breaks Podcast, a show where we explore what it takes to make a career move in today's fast-changing world. My name is Lou Blazer. I am your host, and it is Monday, August 7th, 2017, as I record this episode. Today's topic is about this common advice that we hear often, follow your heart. Now, I know it's not the kind of thing that you'd expect to hear from your boss or from colleagues at work, or certainly not the kind of thing that is discussed openly in a company, right? Because in there, the emphasis is going to be about, you know, using your head and critical thinking and strategic analysis and pros and cons and that kind of stuff, right? Outside of that environment, though, we come across this suggestion follow your heart in many different forms. I mean, if you look at Facebook or Twitter or or LinkedIn, there are lots of memes or quotations, for example, that allude to this suggestion. So we, we come across this advice often, but I am not sure that it is something that we actually know how to do, or I wonder if there is, in fact, a process behind following your heart that is more useful or tangible or practical instead of a whimsical sort of notion out there. Now, full disclosure, <laughs> this is not an area that I'm very good at. I I, uh, I grew up in an environment where using the head is emphasized. And I, I, I probably took that to the extreme, to be honest, because I can't say that I've used my feelings very much to guide me in major decisions, certainly not when it comes to anything relating to my career. So I'm often amazed and intrigued when I hear other people talk about their feelings or their heart signals to guide them as they make their decisions. For example, in episode two, Gail Jessen talked about using her core desired feelings as the framework for resetting her career goals. And that action led her to leaving her 15-year career in academia and embarking on a new career and a new life altogether. And I was totally blown away when I heard her story because it's so foreign. Her process was so foreign to my own processes for making career and life decisions. So I turned to my very good friend, Nicole Karen, to explore this topic further. Now, Nicole works with people using energy healing principles and practices to help them make life and business decisions by discerning what's in the heart. And we've been friends for a while, so she's used to me asking basic one-on-one questions about this space. So I thought there's no one better to dig deeper into this topic. Today, we talk about what following your heart really means, common misconceptions about the process, and what we can learn when we listen to our hearts more often, or in my case, little by little. 
With that, let's transition to my chat with Nicole Karen, and I'll catch you at the back end. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Lou. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here today. <laughs> so we're just going to jump right in because I've got so many questions for you. And the, just to frame the conversation that we're going to have, right? So there is this phrase out there, <laughs> a common advice or thought that we hear that says, you know, follow your heart. Right. And so today we're going to explore what that phrase means in the context of building or changing our careers. So what do you think, Nicole, what are the common misconceptions or maybe inaccurate expectations when we say follow your heart? There are a few. Um, some of the big ones. The first is that it's something you do on a whim. Like it's just an in the moment, the breeze is like running through your hair and you just do the very first thing that comes to mind. Um, that couldn't really be further from the truth. Um, the process of following your heart is getting into your heart, accessing information, deciding what it is that you want to act on um, or put to the side, and then figuring out what is the action and when are you going to take it. So it's actually pretty strategic. Um, it can happen. I mean, this process can happen very, very quickly, but more often than not, it's not going to be something that on the fly you're going to be deciding um, and making those decisions. So it's it's not on a whim. Um, another misconception is that when you follow your heart, uh, you are always happy. And that's really great to think about and kind of be, you know, wishfully thinking. But the reality is that when we break, um, break paradigms and we're shifting patterns and changing the um the circumstances around us, and perhaps we're even letting go of old relationships that no longer serve us, uh, those will bring up feelings that are most likely not real happy. Um, you could end up being felt uh, feeling regretful or angry that, you know, like here you are just now seeing something that you've been living for 20 years. You might feel sad. You might feel lonely. So you really, as you're going through all of this change, um, you will experience a wide breadth of emotions. So you may not always feel 100% happy just because you're living in your heart. Um, and to trail with that, you know, I think a really big mis uh, misconception is that happiness should be the primary KPI, the K performing indicator, right? If you are happy, then you are following your heart. And if you're not happy, then you aren't following your heart very well or at all. And I think the case is that there are much larger things that we should be really holding ourselves up to to see if we are following our heart. Um, some of those things would include alignment or, you know, what's going on the inside? Is that what's happening on the outside to you? You know, in your world, are you taking those actions? Are you getting closer or more in more in in the weeds with your sole purpose? That's another big one. Um, are you feeling fulfilled? So as you can see, there's a lot of things here that actually are so much more more important, I'm going to say, than happiness to judge if, in fact, we are following our hearts. Uh, just to clarify, is following your heart the same as following your passion? Because I think that's the other thing mm. that we hear, right? So I don't know what to do with my career. Oh, just follow your passion. So is yeah. that the same thing? Is there a difference? They are completely different. And let me just kind of give you a visual. Think of your passion as the carrot on the end of the stick. 
It is the thing you're going after. It is the thing that you are pursuing. But the following your heart piece is the application of the process to find out what is it that you want? Where, what opportunities are there? What information are you maybe missing? Um, you know, once you go inside yourself that you can find those pieces. So, you know, you can apply the process of following your heart to your passion, but you can't apply your passions to following your heart, if that makes any sense. It's like kind of like a one-way road. Um, but really think of following your heart is a process. It is a method for living your life and making decisions. So I guess, and I don't know if this is going to sound an idiotic question, but is there, could yeah. I end up following my heart and getting to someplace that is not really a passion of mine? Is that possible or... Well, I think the question would be, could you get to a place you weren't expecting? And I think when we follow our heart, you know, we're going to where there's this like innate wisdom, this place where it is like, it's a compass and there's just this treasure trove of information. And sometimes the, the assumptions that we make, that we take in, they may not turn out to be true. And that's part of the discernment process of when you're following your heart, you're kind of weighing all this information, really feeling into what feels right for you. Which one feels most like home? Which one do you really connect with? And that answer may be something that you haven't yet explored, or it could truly be something that you've already hit on and it will take you deeper into it. So it can go both ways. Gotcha. So Full disclosure, Nicole and I are good friends, and she is used to me asking this basic one-on-one -on -one questions. Uh, so my next question is, is particular to me. How do we listen to our hearts as opposed mm -hmm. to listening to our heads? Because So if I were to take this, uh, you know, personally, I think I am, I am good at listening to my head. I don't mm -hmm. know that I know how to listen to my heart, quite frankly, right? So mm -hmm. um, I don't know. You're familiar with the MBTI. I happen to be INTJ. And mm -hmm. unlike a lot of people I hear when they talk about their MBTIs, they always say, you know, they're somewhere in the middle. You know, mm -hmm. they can be this or that. Well, not me. I am. Every single letter <laughs> in my MBTI is out there. I am very I, I am very N, I'm very T, and I'm very J. So like I said, I, I, I am fairly comfortable that I know how to listen to my head. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I know how to listen to my heart or maybe I'm doing it, but I don't know that I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So how do we listen to our hearts as opposed to listening to our heads? Mm -hmm. um, first, I want to let you know, so you're an I- I-N-T-J. Right. I am an I-N-F-J. So we are so close. We are so close. close. Yes. So yes. funny. Um, so I think the one of the things that's really useful for knowing, like, how do I listen to my heart over my head is really understanding from your own experience what those two actually feel like. And every single person knows the difference between the two. And I'm just going to kind of highlight so you, you're, in, you're in context with me and you can understand. Mm. So the brain, when we go to our, our brains and we're looking for a solution or some options, you get a lot of feedback, right? You get the, you can't do this. You don't have the money. You don't have the resources. You don't know the right people. There's a lot of ego. There's a lot of doubt. Mm. Um, all of the beliefs that we're carrying, you know, your sister-in-law telling you that you're crazy if you go off and do that. All of those things creep in and they make up the voices of our minds. Um, as opposed to the heart, when you go there, there's this feeling of anchoredness. It's like two spheres click 
It's like when you get that idea from there, I'm getting goosebumps. This is so such good, juicy stuff. When you get in there and you feel that click, you are anchored in with the essence of you. And you know that feeling when you've worked on a project and you've done it like totally on your own, right? Like it is all you, your energetic imprint is all over it. All of your essence is like, it's you, you're using the best of you. And that feels so good and so homey. So does that make sense mm -hmm, so far? That makes sense. Okay. Yes, yes. So we got ego and we got comfort essentially. So when you are in those situations or the circumstances where you're really weighing and you're like, you're maybe you're bouncing around, you're going to your head, you're going to your heart, and you just don't know which one is right side up. Look for those feelings. Is it ego? Is it just useless thoughts that are kind of like coming forward? Or are you feeling a real click? And even if you feel the click, you still may have some reservation or doubt, but you feel the click and that's how you know it's your truth. Like that is the stuff. That is where you go. That is the answer that you take. Right, right. And I don't know if as a follow up to that, I don't know if it's the same answer, but how do we also avoid inadvertently uh, listening to other people's mm -hmm. what they're telling us that we should, we ought to be doing? Sometimes we're, we're not, we're not consciously doing it, but it's, it's, mm. it's there embedded there. already because we've right. been hearing it all the time. Right. Right. So it could be stuff that you're bringing from your past. It could be stuff that you're hearing right now. And I think the best way to safeguard that is if you're in a position where you choose the answer or the possibility, whatever you want to call that outcome that's in your heart, you might want to hold on to it really tight you might want to hold it and allow it to kind of incubate because as you you have that answer, there might be more to it. And you might need to go into your heart again and again and again to get like the ultimate clarity to know what it is that you should be doing. So I would say probably privacy is probably the biggest piece of advice I could give you if you're not sure. Because when you bring your ideas forward to the world and, you know, if you're pursuing your passion or your career and you're kind of exploring these new thoughts, you need to have this tiny little egg so protected because you're growing it and you don't want that outside influence because you're really looking to bring your core essence forward and allow it to bake inside of that egg. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that because um, I actually wanted to get your thoughts around whether we share, should we be sharing um, with other people kind of what, what we're um, coming up with. And, yeah. and, and if we do share, how do we handle naysayers or other people who that what we have, have come up with. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, what do you, it's, it's this essence of protecting it and you keeping that boundary and boundaries are not something that most people are very good about because we live in this culture where we just want to blab and share everything. Right. And we might find that our sister or our best friend, she has really great intentions. But when we tell her, she will just kind of give you this reality check that you weren't even looking for often, right? Like people give advice all the time that we don't ask for. So if you can kind of keep that to people that you truly feel encourage you, people that really are cheering you on, um, people that don't judge you, that is such a big component. Um, because in this process, you can't judge yourself. And so therefore, when you take this out to the world, you can't let other people judge it yet. You have to be able to hold this like wall, this iron wall of protection around your idea or whatever it is you're pursuing so that they their input doesn't matter. And so you need to be strong enough. And I think that when you find that strength because the idea is from your heart, that's your truth. Like there is nothing more strong in this world than knowing your own truth. Right, right. And I like that because I think sometimes we share uh, with others what we are planning to do or what we're thinking about 
when actually maybe we're not doing it consciously, but subconsciously we're looking for validation or we're looking for mm. a vote of, yay, that's a good thing. You know, you're on the right track. That's so that's actually the reason why we're sharing is because we're looking for someone to say you're, you're, you're you know, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. And when we're not yet sure or we're still sort of processing may not be a good time to be looking for that validation or a vote of confidence. And I've even heard that advice extended to like a very, in a concrete way when people are building new businesses, right? You've got these new ideas and perhaps you've taken your, your passion into like some side job, you know, something that you want to see if it really can get its own wings. Don't tell the people around you right away because you need to be able to make sure that it's solid and because people will give you opinions that will water down your impact. And that's the last thing that we want. You know, the whole point to following our heart is really to get to, as I said, that essence. It's nobody else has the mark that you have. And so that's what the world needs. And so, you know, we water everything else down. Please, please, please don't let that get watered down. Don't let, you know, don't let yourself get watered down and what your, your expression of life is on this planet. Don't do it. Right. And so let's say that we, we end up, um, doing that. We end up sharing something with someone and the response that we got was sort of very discouraging or maybe they're saying something along the lines of, you know, stop following your heart and think with your head or something along those lines and be practical. Yes. Be practical. And, and, um, what should, how should we respond? Should we defend or should we just Mm. quietly walk away? What do you think? What do you think is best sort of response at the same time without feeling discouraged that, Mm. uh, you know, this, this thing, the process that we're going through is maybe sounding impractical or surprising to some people. I think the best answer is to summon up your quiet strength and just keep going on. Um, I think that they don't understand the full picture. So when we're in our heart, we're getting all sorts of information. And some of the information that you may receive are even glimpses of the future. Well, if you're telling your sister your story, you didn't probably share all that well. And if you did, she probably gave you the same look, right? So they don't have that full 360 degree view of what it is that you're seeing and most importantly, what you're feeling. So I would say really just kind of like take it back in. And I have to say, if you do this once and you feel depleted, you're probably not going to be very quick to do it again. So if we have to chalk it up to simply just a life lesson of really understanding ourselves and that little egg that we're incubating, that might be it. So, you know, pull it all together, just let it go. They're never going to understand. And most people don't think this way. So there is no frame of reference for them to even have conversations like this, you know, to find people that are so supportive and encouraging and not judgmental. They're really, really rare. So it's not going to be the norm by any stretch of the imagination. So if you're stepping into this, just just know that. And I hope that acts as a comfort that, you know, if you do share and you kind of get deflated, bring it back in, go back into your heart. And when you hit that essence of the idea or the concept that you were kind of fleshing out, you're going to kind of feel that energy reemerge and just allow yourself to bathe in it and hang on to it mm-hmm. and then just move forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's say that we go through the process, we, t- mm-hmm. we take the time uh, and and we're going to talk about your your suggested process for this in a minute. But let's say we go through the process and what comes out of the exercise sounds so scary or so 
different from what we're doing today, you know. And so let's say, you know, it's it's pointing us towards a direction that is life changing or career changing or something like that. That it's so scary. Um, how do we trust what comes out of the process? I suppose, even if it's scary. So I believe that when we're getting the information from our heart and we are accessing from that really true place of inner wisdom, higher self, whatever you want to call it, whether it's spirit, God, angel, spirit team, get all sorts of information from all sorts of places. We come out feeling really brave and we've come out feeling courageous and we come out feeling strategic. So to me, the element of fear is kind of kind of subsided, like the degree of it is is not nearly as severe as if you were like shooting from the hip and you didn't know what you were doing. So that that makes a really big difference. And you're really anchored in your truth. So you're like, I can do this. I don't know what shape or form it's going to take. I have no clue how I'm going to get there. But I know deep down this is going to happen in some some timeline. Then it really does make it easier to step out and and put yourself out there and figure out, well, what is it? Where can I look? It just kind of eases those fears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk process now, especially for people like me who needs a process to, to move forward. So do you have a, a process that you suggest that we follow uh, in order to open ourselves and prepare ourselves to listening to our heart more closely, what is the best way for us to do this? The best way um, is going to be different for every single person. And so when I take my clients on, it's basically a guided meditation. We kind of like wind everything down, get like ourselves really, really quiet so we can hear the voices because that is a problem in and of itself, right? We're all going all day long and very little time for our inner chatter, the real, the good stuff, not the head stuff, but the good stuff to come through. Um, So we do go through a little bit of a deeper dive. However, um, for our conversation, you know, if we think about ourselves as being in a bubble. And it doesn't matter what color this bubble is. It doesn't matter if it's patterned or see-through, you're in a bubble. And then you just shrink this bubble down and you make it small and it is just condensing. This is the essence of you. This is all of you. You're going into this ball, shrink it down to a golf ball size. Okay. With your imagination, imagination, put it inside of your head and then look around. Like, what do you see? Is it dark? Do you see your eyeballs? Do you see like, what is it that you see in there? Okay. And then you can kind of, can you move it to the left? Can you move that golf ball to the right? You kind of just play with it and then allow yourself, just imagine what it looks like when you are going down in your mind and your brain, down your throat, down your chest, and then you want to arrive at your heart. So I don't know if that's your muscular heart or if that's the heart where your memories and your love and all your romance is stored, but you're going to allow that golf ball to go there in your imagination And then the next piece is what I call transition. And the transition is us stepping into the heart. So this is like us stepping into the treasure trove. Um, And this is going to look different for everybody. Do you see curtains open? Do you see the wall crumble? Do you see light come in? Just imagine this is your place where you are stepping into the threshold of where it is of your heart. This is your heart. Then here, just take a breath. Let yourself be. Just kind of like Just be there in the moment. You want to be very, very present, very mindful. And then from here, you just simply notice the things that you notice. And when I say that, that's like songs that randomly, quote, randomly pop into your mind. Or if you smell your grandmother's kitchen 
or any other memory may be triggered and may come in. So you just really want to notice those really little cues. And then at this point, you can begin to ask open-ended questions. So what should I do with this client? And just allow yourself to sit there and let the answer come in. And it could be a visual. It could be something you hear, something you smell. Your senses may come in at play. But um, so it's this really magical way of using imagination to kind of activate the information inside of you. So that would just be it. Imagine yourself as a golf ball, condensed, condensed, condensed in the head. You just drop down to wherever your heart is. Find that transition. Step in, breathe, and then ask. And do you suggest that we journal or, or we write this down or we just leave it there or come back to it after a couple of days? That's different for every person. So if you feel like you want to write, grab a pen and let it go. Um, a lot of people are fans of journaling. Personally, that's not something that I dig. I will take notes and they'll be like an outline form. So sometimes I will do that. Um, sometimes it's a matter of just sitting there and just really taking it in. Um, the things that come up, you know, memories and thoughts that we have and ideas and all this information, it lives in our body. So you may bring it up and then it might just go right back in and be activated or used at a later time. So truly follow your heart to know what to do with, you know, to, to know what to do with that information. Journaling is a great way. A lot of people swear by it. Um, doodling is another really popular choice. Um, it kind of zends you out and then you can obtain your information that way as too. So really there's many options and there is no right and wrong in this process. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, mm -hmm. uh, my last question, Nicole, I'm going to ask for your advice, but before I do that, can you talk a little bit about your practice? What do you do and what do you help people with? So first and foremost, I help people get into their heart and understand what's in there and, you know, uncover the gifts that are there. And for me personally, I'm taking this to the next level where I'm using this for moms and women that are pregnant and are bringing babies in right now um, so that they can understand the information that they're getting about their baby because their baby really needs them. Um, their babies are babies that are coming in right now are doing some huge purposeful work and they're not going to wait until their midlife crisis to start. Fabulous for them, right? So moms need to be really crystal clear about following their own heart and know things so that they can act on behalf of their baby. But this process can really be used for absolutely anything. Um, following her, I have done it to pick out my refrigerator. I have used it. No lie. No lie. I have used it during birth. I have used it during, um, you know, making decisions for my own business. And so this, this method can be used for anything. So, you know, really helping people get to their core is like what I am all about. Right, right. That's good. So with that, can you give your your final piece of advice, one or two or three, however many mm -hmm. uh, your heart tells you to give? Okay. Um, can you give <laughs> um, your final piece of advice for anyone who would like to uh, start being more open, to be more in tune with their hearts and their inner signals and who are not maybe uh, think about someone like me who's who's not been doing this, you know, as a, as a general statement and would like to be more open to tuning in to our inner signals or feelings. Yeah. Um, first piece would be just start, just start. It is never too late. Um, you could be in the middle of a, of a problem and just start, just get in your heart, start acknowledging your feelings. Um, if you don't even feel compelled to act on the information that comes up, 
it's fine. It's really about the act of finding out what's in there, what you need to know, discerning that information. So, you know, if you go in and you get something that seems like totally off the wall, let it be. Don't judge yourself. It's okay. You know, come back to it later or come back with a different problem. It's about practicing and um, the act of getting into your heart. So when through that exercise where we took that golf ball, made it really small and then, you know, went down our head and our throat and our chest, that can be done in seconds at some point. Like it doesn't really take that long, but if it does take you weeks to master that, that's okay. Like, please don't judge yourself. No matter what you do through this process, please, please, please do not judge yourself. Um, It's just so important that you allow yourself to explore and nobody's, nobody else is watching you. Like you have nothing to lose. Um, So, you know, just be gentle and follow, follow those hunches, follow those instincts. Um, You know, those are other words that we could probably sub in a lot of times for the whole concept of following your heart. So if you're already getting those signals, pay attention to them. Um, and you know, in small ways where you can begin to act on those where it's like really, it's a low barrier, right? Like if it works out fabulous. And if it doesn't, that would be okay too. You know, you don't need to start by taking the biggest fear of your life and breaking that down and following your heart to like solve that. You don't need to start there by any stretch of imagination. Right. Right. Well, great. Thank you so much, Nicole. Where can people find you online if they want to, you know, learn more a little bit about this or talk to you about this? uh, Where can people find you online? You can find me on my website at NicoleKaren.com. And I would love to have your questions. There you go. I'll definitely try this out and you will definitely hear from me how how I'm coming. Keep me posted. Thank you. Thank you, Lou. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love so much to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about today's topic. You can leave a comment on the show notes, which you'll find at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 13. That's one word, episode 13. Or send me an email at lou at secondbreaks.com. You can also let me know what topics you might be interested to hear about in future episodes. That's a wrap for this week's episode. You can download other episodes and subscribe to the Second Breaks podcast in iTunes or Google Play. If you enjoyed what you heard, I'd so much appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes. This small step helps us reach the people who could benefit the most from this podcast. So I'd really, really appreciate it. Simply go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review to find the podcast in iTunes and leave your feedback there. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Till then, keep on shining, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast.